The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I get all in on Cody leaving AEW. Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, no longer with AEW. I get Tommy's take on what's going on with Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And speaking of AEW, Austin and Colton Gunn. That's right, the boys. Join us right here on Busted Open Podcast. Tommy, when the when the news came down yesterday, were you shocked that Cody and Brandy are no longer with AEW? Shocked? It take listen. It takes a lot to shock me. It takes a lot to shock uh, Bully because we've experienced so much in the wrestling industry. There's been a few times where I've been like shock shocked. Uh, this was not one of them. I'm not happy about it. I understand it, and I think a lot of people need to understand it, too. There's times where <clears throat> I would say that they're at a crossroads, and when you're at a crossroads, um, especially with business, it, it's hard. Uh, this marketplace right now that we're currently experiencing is there was a point before pre-pandemic where I would say everybody's stock and value was up because we're trying to draw bigger houses. There's competition on the horizon with this new thing called AEW. And a lot of men and women got signed and a lot of men and women got signed at higher rates because there was, you know, I don't want to say a bidding war, but the time, if you remember, wasn't that long ago, WWE was hiring everybody and it was either went to WWE or now you're hearing about this thing called AEW. Once, you know, we have the press conference and now where the ball is rolling and free agents are jumping uh, just because they're doing better for themselves or looking for a different opportunity that they're not getting in WWE. Um, 
things, you know, like that happened. I mean, well, who was the first? Uh, Sean Spears was probably one of the first guys to jump from WWE to AEW. A- anyway, um, when you're dealing with business, again, business is hard. There's personal and there's professional. It's is there a lot left in Cody Rhodes, the performer in AEW? Yes. Is there a lot more to for for Brandy Rhodes in AEW? Yes. But then it also, you know, if it comes down to money, if it comes down to I don't want to say personal happiness because everyone seemed to be personally happy there. So if it's a if it's just a money number, then you know, both sides were very, very amicable. I'm hoping that, listen, I see greatness in Cody, no matter what Cody does. And the same with his wife. There's also sit back and enjoy your time with your child. Um, though he wasn't working the schedule that he was used to working and uh, you sit back and see what happens. Um, if you're going to totally analyzing it pre pandemic, the options are a lot bigger for him. How in the current world, if it's you're going to go to WWE, it's a crapshoot. If I was Cody, I would actually go to New Japan first. And I would look at the success of an AJ Styles, a a success of the other, of a Chris Jericho, and become that, you know, IWGP heavyweight champion and continue to increase his stock because Cody increased his stock from his time from WWE to the indies, then to AEW. If WWE was smart, they would pick him up and use him. And a lot of, and when I say use him, not use him in the mid card, kind of where he was, he's been a proven draw. He's been a proven valuable babyface. He could also, you know, I don't want to say lead a revolution against the WWE. That's a storyline you could go. There's a lot of places you can go, but if you look at the success of a Bobby Lashley, if you look at the success of a Drew McIntyre, they were told, go out and uh, get yourself over somewhere else, and maybe we'll do business again. Cody Rhodes got himself over, and if they want to do that business again, they do it again. If not, I also think he's okay for now, and just sit back and, you know, Don't rush your options. Don't, you don't need to jump on uh, a great place to debut would be WrestleMania with a hell of a push in time. And also when you're dealing with, you know, I don't want to say because it doesn't happen, but have a little bit of creative control. If they say they'll do it is one thing. If it's in a contract, it's another. Um, I am. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I hate the fact that Cody's not going to be with AEW any longer. I can't pull any punches when it comes to that. And listen, um, you know, Cody has been a friend of this show dating back to his days with the WWE. One of the first interviews that I did here on Busted Open was uh, with Cody when he was part of the legacy with Randy Orton and, and, and DiBiase. That's going all the way back to 2009, Tommy. And you look at his WWE career, there was a lot, there were some highs and there were a lot of lows. And he was one of those guys that, I mean, he was not a main eventer. And then he got stuck with a gimmick that I wasn't a big fan of and a lot of people weren't a fan of, and that's Stardust. And 
And then when when Dusty passed away and and Cody came back, we all thought that we were going to get a different Cody. And instead, the WWE brought back the Stardust character. And it just wasn't... It was unbelievable. And I was a fan of Cody in the WWE, but I got to be honest with you, Tommy, since he's left the WWE, it's gone to another level. There was a certain former host on this show that said Cody is a homegrown WWE wrestler. He'll never be able to make it outside the world of the WWE. And I said, you know what? You're wrong. He will. And I couldn't have been more right. And I'm not patting myself on the back, but whether it was on the indie scene, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and of course AEW, the moments that Cody has given us over the last, what, uh, Tommy, uh, six years maybe? It's been some of the best matches and best moments that I I can think possible over the last six or seven years. Um, You know, the list that he put out, you know, his time with Ring of Honor, um, what he was able to do with Nick Aldis at All In and winning the NWA Championship, to the match that he had against his brother Dustin uh, at the the first AEW pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, before Dynamite even started. The moonsault off the top of the cage against Wardlow. You know, going through the flaming table. You know, Cody has had some amazing moments in the ring. And then obviously, Tommy, you know better than anybody how brilliant Cody is creatively outside the ring. I think this is a big hit to AEW. And when I look at the WWE, what could Cody do for the WWE? I I don't know. But I know what he was able to do for AEW. Um, I just hope it's good for all parties involved. But I do worry a little bit, Tommy. And I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Because you just mentioned he should go to a new Japan first before doing anything else. I agree with you. Because I I am a little nervous and a little afraid of Cody Rhodes back in the WWE. It is hard to change Vince McMahon's perception. If he sees you as one thing, though you may be a different performer, he may still see you as that same type of performer. Cody is a star. Cody is a main eventer. Everything that you said about Cody is 100% true. I think of his, you know, you're only as good as your last performance, that ladder match that he had upped the ladder match game yep. big time. Um, I know, you know, he's he has his own reality show. He's also on, you know, the big show show. So, again, a proven commodity. I'm sure he could get on heels the second season. So I think he has other options that he doesn't have to right away dive into professional wrestling unless it's a massive, massive spot that, hey, we need this. Um, you you kind of got to look from that way. Is he a homegrown WWE guy? Uh, he started in developmental, yes. But, I mean, Cody is second-generation trained, you know, by one of the best in his father. And he's been around this business his whole life. He understands the business. Uh, Another thing that Cody did well was elevate his opponents. Um, You look at the work that he did with Aleister Black. You look at the work he did with a QT Marshall um, made those guys bigger stars. And that is a key thing, but you don't want that in WWE because then you become that guy, the guy who makes other people 
stars. So it, it'll be an interesting tell. You also got to know that you go there. It's you're no longer playing with the same rules. And, and he understands that because he's, like I said, he's been part of the system. You may have to eat a little poo-poo going back and you have to swallow that poo-poo and say, I like that poo-poo. It tastes great. It doesn't taste like poo-poo. You got to do it with a smile on your face. That's why I said maybe a new Japan or maybe just sit back and chill. I mean, the go big show, don't know if he'll have a second reality show because I don't know if that was a big tie-in with AEW. But look at the success that people have had with their own reality shows within the WWE, Miz and Maurice, the Bellas. So th there's, there's when you're doing contracts and contract negotiations, you got to think that way in WWE as well. Well, hey, you have your own network called the Peacock Network. Hey, I have my own reality show with my wife. Did decent numbers. Can we do this? So it's, it'll be interesting. You, and Dave, when I say it, it sucks that he isn't there, yes, as a performer, but understand, and, and he gets this because it's the business. And that's the business of, of, of professional sports. For every Patriots diehard fan, did they want to see Tom Brady play for the Bucks? No, but they supported Tom Brady. Uh, there's uh, for Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about Brett Favre. Um, we're probably going to get in that same situation with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and Brett Favre didn't finish his career with um, the Packers. He played with the Jets and the Vikings. I'm watching on Peacock a documentary about Joe Montana. Oh, yeah, remember Joe Montana, that great 49er quarterback who's the original goat before it was called a goat. He finished his career in Kansas city. It happens, man. It happens. Uh, it's the unfortunate part of this business. I think all parties were very, very respectful in their statements. They were, and I don't see this as a malicious thing. I just see this as a, as a pure business thing. I get it, but you got to understand the perception. And like, when I talked to you, Tommy, when I was talking to bully yesterday, you guys are you guys are wrestlers. You guys are there. You're you're in it. You're involved. You're in the back. You're in the locker room. You're in the ring. But I'm a fan watching it. Don't forget, like, for the lack of a better term, you know, Cody was. Would you say a mid Carter with the WWE? Is that a fair? Is that a fair? Not to label, but would you, if you were going to put a label on Cody, is that a fair label to put on Cody when he was with the WWE? That he was in the mid card. Mid to upper card, uh, you know, intercontinental champion, tag team champion, part of a group, never given the opportunity because if he was given that opportunity, he would be a, a top guy. Yes, but he did. And listen, he looks good. He's good looking. He can cut a promo. He can get you. He's a great storyteller. He's excellent in the ring. Um, should he have been given that opportunity? Yes. Was he given that opportunity? Not to the best of his ability. So if they give him that opportunity, you have that, that star. Dave, you're a massive Dallas Cowboys fan, right? Yeah. How much do you love Emmett Smith? I loved Emmett Smith. Great. Do you remember when he had his retirement uh, ceremony when he was a cowboy in his last game and he went out with his hand, you know, and rode off in the sunset after the Super Bowl? No, because oh. he played with, he finished his career with the Arizona Cardinals. There you go. It sucks. No, but this, but follow me, Tommy, on this one, because it is a little bit different because and I think it might have even been his father, right? That gave him the advice. If you're not happy, go bet on yourself. Right. 
I mean, I think yep. Dusty even kind of gave, did he give him that advice or am I wrong in saying that? That it was know. like, but, 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 but Cody did. He went out there and he reestablished himself. And then he started the revolution. I mean, he's the one that coined that phrase with AEW. This is a revolution. And, you know, he was the one in that first AEW pay-per-view to take that sledgehammer to the throne, kind of like, you know, that was like Triple H's kind of thing. And he did that, and the place went nuts. I always looked at Cody as the face of AEW, the founding member of AEW. That's why I couldn't wrap my head around this, because I know he was more than just a wrestler with AEW. He was an executive with AEW. He was the guy that gave us, you know, along with Tony Khan and the Bucks and Kenny Omega. But but even when I think of AEW and the emergence of AEW, I think of two people. I think of Tony, Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. So this, those are the two people I think of. And because of Cody, we got all in, right? You know, the first time that there was over 10,000 people at a wrestling event outside of WWE for almost tech. Two decades, and then you get him winning the NWA championship, or Rhodes winning the NWA championship, and then AEW that revolution. It was like the anti WWE. It was like an alternative to the WWE. He's the guy waving the flag, and and it worked, and it succeeded. National TV, and then you know it kind of became in my head as a fan, Tommy. It was like Cody versus Triple H. AEW versus NXT and AEW won. And now NXT is completely different than it was. To, to me, the, the, the guy who is like in on the lead horse in front of everybody with waving the flag, to me, that guy was Cody. I know Tony yeah. Khan owned the horses and, and everything else, but, it, but Cody was that guy. It's, I, I'm sorry, Tommy. It's hard for me to wrap around my brain that Cody is no longer with AEW and Brandy too, you know, Brandy officer and you know, everything else that came along with that too. It's, it's real. It it was a shock to me yesterday, a shock. Well, I mean, we're both two 50 year old men yelling on the lawn because we're in the same uh, mindset. However, I'm not shocked because of it's the wrestling it's sports dude and i'm giving you these examples of some of your favorite players that also didn't finish their careers there maybe they could settle it like i said he could just sit back and wait hopefully he saved his money uh he could sit back and this and he knows this this is chess and where do i want to move my pieces and i'm going to sit back and i'm going to relax and i'm going to let my body heal I'm going to get in even better shape than I'm already in. And I'm going to, you know, see where this road takes me. You never know what could happen uh, tomorrow or whatever. It's just sometimes sitting back and waiting and waiting for the best opportunity that can uh, be good. But in this current marketplace, it's, it's harder than ever. If I'm again, Tony Khan, you sit back and you look and you just say, like, where I want to go. Or if we're at this stalemate for a financial number, hey, I can't do that right now. I'm sorry. I'd love to have you a part of it. But, you know, maybe when our new deal is up with television, we'll do this. It'll be great if he comes back. It'll be 
you know, I tell this when people wanted to leave an impact, cool, leave. The place will still be here. You'll be a bigger star when you come back, if they want you. If they don't want you, then you became a better wrestler when you're working in NXT. But the market is now different than it was two years ago. Agreed. I, that I know. And, and, I, and I completely understand that. But for me, AEW is better with Cody a part of it. I don't know, let's just say, if Cody went to the WWE, if it would make that much of a difference to the WWE. Cody makes a much bigger impact with AEW than he could ever do with the WWE. WWE is a machine, man. Everybody's just a spoke in the wheel. I hate saying it that way, but the WWE is a machine. Yeah, you're. Hey, listen, you're right. Could he, man? You can have a lot of great moments for him. Like I said, man, give the guy the ball and he'll deliver for you. He will deliver. He's a star. But let's see. Let's see if the if he's given that opportunity. If he goes there, that's why. If you just sit back and chill, you can sometimes call your own shots. Or maybe this is all a ruse and he's going to come back as the Midnight Rider. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I mean, it, anything is possible. That would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. If I was going to make a list of the top 10 AEW moments, probably half those moments, if not more, involve Cody Rhodes. Yes or no? I haven't gone to my, I haven't made my top 10 list yet, but uh, I would have to think of a few. Yes. I'm heartbroken today. I got to be honest, I'm a little, I feel a little jaded. I feel like somebody just dumped me. Well, and you also got to understand, this is like the first talent we're losing. Yeah, but it's fucking Cody. Like, you know, no, no, no disrespect. Marco Stunt leaves AEW. Okay. Cody Rhodes? Cody? Am I the only one that thinks this way? Am I really the only one that thinks this way? I think I am. I think I am. I'm looking at social media and everybody's like, well, he's going to go to WWE. Like, I love Cody and AEW. Like you I just said, he just, he just had one of the best ladder matches I've ever seen with Sammy Guevara. That was Agreed. just a couple weeks ago. 877-344-489. Now I'll break. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. I want to hear from the nation. Am I alone in this? Am I the only one thinking this way? Yeah, we I'm got thinking plenty. the same way. I'm I know, literally... that's the way you're talking. It's like, ah, go here, go there, go everywhere. You need, <laughs> you need time. You, don't you know when you, when you lose, when you lose, when somebody breaks up with you, there's waves of anger and depression. No. You went right to like, the, the, all right, I'm over it. What's next? I'm not yeah. there yet, Tommy. That's what's supposed to happen. Well, sit down. Where are you going? Sit down. I'm not done talking to you. I'm not at the point where it's like, all right, everything's everything's roses and unicorns and chocolate candy kisses. I'm not at that point yet. You have to go through waves of fucking shit, man. There's the anger. First of all, there's the shock. Holy shit, what just happened? And then you're and then you're angry and you're depressed. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser. And if you love sports the way I do, the people, the passion, then you'll enjoy my podcast in conversation every Thursday. I've drawn from 45 years of covering all sports with people like Billie Jean King and David Duchovny and the merry prankster himself, Bill Walton. I have reached the top of the mountain. I am having a conversation with Leslie Visser. My hero. So please listen and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts.
As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Austin and Colton Gunn join us here on Busted Open. Gentlemen, good morning to you both. Good morning good to you. Good morning. What an intro. You like it? I, I liked it. Because yeah, you know I what? Like the music and everything. I got to tell you guys, there's certain questions that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you. There's certain phrases that are being bantied about on AEW TV that I'm not gonna repeat here. We don't go there here on Busted Open. We're gonna be very respectful because I try to be respectful, Tommy, to our guests. So this is a safe place for you here, both on Busted Open. Just so you know. Thank I was worried so about it, yeah, I was worried about it. But now you saying that, I'm good. Um, my guard's down, so I'm good. Well, if you, uh, when you become an older grizzled vet like your father, and not a young up and coming line like myself, you will start <laughs> thinking in pro wrestler brain. But if you think about it, 
you guys really helped get Dan Housen over. You guys Thank are you. the ones that he, you know, he said a very, very derogatory thing towards I don't want to say it on the air. Um, and then it just picked up. But it was really, I mean, now the guy's got a contract. I've seen he's all elite. He's hanging out underneath the ring. Maybe one week he's going to pull. What if you guys, if they pull out uh, horn, he's holding Hornswoggle. It's like you keep on just pulling. <laughs> Just like a chain of people under the ring, just a chain of people, and they all just get contracts. So how did that all, like, come about? Because I didn't know what Dan Housen was at all. I knew who he was, but, like, how did this all come about, uh, this whole thing we're not talking about? (laughs) Austin, you want to take this? Yeah, I'll take this one. We were on a cruise, (laughs) and we decided to help Dan Housen once again with the comedy show. He doesn't do comedy, but he's like, I'm going to be the host of this thing. Who do we need? We need the two most charismatic people in the biz, Coleman, Austin, Gunn. I was like, we'll help you. So we get on stage, and sure enough, he goes, where's Billy Term? And I was like, what do you, don't, that's not my dad's name. It's badass Billy Gunn. And he goes, no, it's Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. That's the only time I'll say it. And everybody went bonkers in the holes, in the whole <laughs> comedy, like the show. And ever since then, he hasn't shut up about it. The yeah, we made it took off on the show. cruise. Yeah, you got him on that one cruise, good. and now look at him—he's going to be a thorn one, in your one side. One thing from us, and he just blew up. He blew up, and now he's like you just said. Now he has a contract with AEW because of us, because we were nice enough to help him with that comedy show on the cruise, and now he has a contract. It's crazy. Not a thank you. Did you get a thank you, Colton? I—I I honestly haven't received one yet. Still looking for it. Still looking. Maybe for he doesn't it. have my address or something. I don't know, but. Well, let me ask you, maybe. But Tommy, really quick, let me ask you guys this because, you know, Austin, you and Colton have worked your, you know, excuse the excuse the the pun, but you worked your asses off, right, to get where you are, like you really did. You know, a lot a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to to get your contracts to be a part of the AEW family. And then there's Dan Housie comes, uh, you know, like you know, and he's and he's got a con, like you know what I'm saying, like you know, he's evil, he's nice, all this other stuff. Like, but you guys really worked hard to do. I mean, how does that make you feel that he just gets a contract and he hasn't really done anything? Comes out from under the ring, you know, does a couple Nothing. of things with his hands, like doesn't do much, right? Yeah, he like fake curses people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what he does. It's worked well, hard. We Rampage still work hard. The curse did happen. Yeah, we were traveling the roads, you know, town to Lots town. Of the territories. You know about it, yeah. Tommy. We, up and down the Georgia line, dude. Me and Colton, we just paid our dues over and over, day by day. He finally, after waltzes in, because we brush him a little bit. You got to be careful with our brush, Colton. It's powerful. We I got know. a ba- powerful stroke here. I know. I know. I'm realizing that now. Well, I know you're paying your dues because of your mentor, your father. He's the second meanest friend that I ever have. Him and Bully <laughs> Ray are, are one and two tied. Depends on the day. Um, I- I've known you guys since you've uh, been little. When I when I first kind of met you, and now like you know you haven't been in the wrestling business all that long. But man, I watch your progression. Couldn't be happier for you guys. I, I've texted your dad a lot. Uh, Colton, when you and him were working against Darby and Sting, I was like, holy crap. It was it was next level. Also, your father, man. I mean, I, I don't want to say he doesn't get enough credit because I don't want to blow up his ego. 
But you talk about paying your dues. You look at your dad and you see the size of him and you, you see how much time he concentrates working out. And then you see what he can still do in the ring. And I know he's like 76 years old, something like that. Yeah, around there. Like, what does that mean to you? I mean, because I mean, it's extra pressure because, you know, he's going to tear you a new ass uh, if you guys mess up, because trust me, I've seen it. And I've also been a part of it when I was his partner. And I was like, thank you, Billy, for yelling at me on a show that I paid you to be my partner. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, speaking for myself, I couldn't think of a better, you know, I mean, I know he's my dad, but like a better mentor and coach. And that's how I learned. So if I do some, you know, even in the ring, he's yelling at me. Oh, I know. And so when you get back and he has, you know, so much knowledge and experience, and then he just, he has his uh, way of laying it on you. So but that helps you uh, learn and get better and want to be better. You know, it pushes you like, oh, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Next time I will 100% work on that. And that's my view from it. Um, last Friday on Rampage, I know the outcome wasn't what you wanted it to be. But what was it like, you know, to be in that main event, to go for the tag team titles? Uh, what was that moment like for you? And we'll start with you, Cole. What, what was that night like for you in New Jersey? It was, it was surreal. I mean, me and Austin, that was our first, I don't know if anyone knows, but it was like me and Austin's first match on TV together. You know, we haven't been doing this very long and just me and Austin solo uh, haven't wrestled that many times. So to actually be in the main event and it was, I think it was pretty well received. And I think we did a good job, even though we didn't win. I mean, I would love to have won, but I was very excited and very proud. And when me and Austin were little, wrestling on a queen size mattress you never think you'd be in the main event wrestling for the title so it's just surreal is the word i would use uh, yeah of, i agree oh, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah sorry. tommy what, what you're saying about like uh, being a second generation it's like me and colton haven't been in this that long and colton actually started started after me so it's it's even though i'm his little brother it's kind of like i've learned some things that he hasn't yet and and being in such a tough situation as a second generation, people are just waiting for you to fail, waiting for you to mess up. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want you to do good. Like, so that's just the nature of this business. But me and Colton have always been good at just keeping our head down, going to training when we're off the road every single day, working out every day with the grumpiest man on earth. But, but at the same time, it's just like, are we making him happy? Like, are we doing what we're supposed to do? The job we are given, how can we make it the best possible? And going out there and just it just right when we came out of the tunnel, everybody was cheering that that term that we don't like. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're off to the races now. Like, this is going to be this is going to be a really good match. And and just being in there with Colton, it was just so cool because we were just so calm and collected at the same time, in which which normally people aren't this this early in the biz. But it was for the titles, baby. That was that was awesome to be in there with Colton. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. It was your father and myself versus the Young Bucks in Australia for my own company. We had a lot of people, maybe two, close to 3,000. And I'm wrestling with, I think, Nick. And I do all this stuff. And your father goes, I'm go to tag him in. And he goes, did you have to do all that stuff right there? Now I got to do a lot. And I tag him. And then he goes and does stuff and he goes, I didn't have to do a lot. See, and I'm still way more over than you tags me back in. And then I go and I do road dog stuff 
And all he starts doing is going, no, 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 not over. You're the shits, not over. And like me and the Young Bucks are laughing and your father is berating me at ringside. And then I tag him and I go, you're so mean. Why did I even bring you here? And also we roomed together for five days. Oh, I don't wish. Five days. Oh, that's the worst part of my worst Not the match, not the match. It was like with him. It in was a hotel like room. I was with a stranger in prison. We had separate beds and I would, I would wake up. He, as you know, <laughs> he's very routine. Let's go to the gym. Let's eat 10,000 things uh, all day. <laughs> and I'd be like, Hey, do you want to watch uh, like old wrestling? And he's like, are you kidding me? I hate that <laughs> stuff. And I was like, I forced him after day two to start watching old wrestling. And he then critiqued it like it was currently happening. And then he also told me I was the shits. So that was a fun five days. <laughs> it seems like that such doesn't a vacation. surprise me. And I paid yeah, him to wow. do that. Wow. What a five-star resort. <laughs> hey, by the way, your new roommate is Billy Gunn. Congratulations. Oh, I used to like when I'd come out purposely and I'd take off my shirt and I'd start flexing in his face and he'd throw something at me. <laughs> Well, berate like me and Colton get berated all the time after matches, so I understand that. I, I mean, recently Colton, yeah, dark. Like we got in the back, and we just looked at each other because I knew because he came just running up to me, and I was like, oh, here we go, just sit down and take it. And I sat there for about fifteen minutes getting yelled at, and I looked over his shoulder. Every single one of our coaches in AEW was sitting there watching Dad just rip me a new one. But that's, that's how just, I learned best coming from football. Hey, does anyone want to step in here? Anybody? <laughs> does Anybody he still help? get the uh, white <laughs> stuff yes. on the side of his lips because he's so got dry mouth from yelling at you? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, think a I think a little bit was flying on me, and I was just kept doing this. He didn't get the memo. I was just like, yes, Dad, absolutely. What did I do wrong? <laughs> Whenever I want to get him mad, you know what I do? I just go... Pew, 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 and I shoot the fake smoking guns <laughs> thing and he gets so mad he's like, and he turns he gives you that great Thanos dinosaur face that he has and he's like I will kill you <laughs> it sounds on the, on the indies when I did a couple indies I used to come out to the smoking guns theme song and not tell him about it so when he was watching my match and the stands are behind it I'd be like what are you coming out to and I go just wait a second all right, so what's next besides I feel you got to go after Danhausen, but what's next for you two that you want? I, I, I personally think you turn on your father. That's just me. Um, but what's next for you guys within AEW? You lost. You're no longer the number one contenders. So what are you going to do? Colin, you go ahead. I mean, Danhausen keeps blaming that his leg is broken or something, so he keeps ducking us. Um, so we got to wait till he's healed up, I guess, to go after him. But I think just, uh, I mean, the ultimate goal is to win the title. So however we can get back to that is what me and Austin are going to try to do and just continue to work on our craft and get better. Cause obviously we weren't good enough to win them now, but we will be. So. I like kind of the formula that's going on in, in uh, AEW. A lot of guys, we say repetitions make you better. And a lot of, you know, I know you guys work a lot of AEW dark. It's still on television. It's still in front of a live audience and you kind of build up your victories there. And then they start kind of pushing you. Cause I mean, 
in the sense of there's a lot of talent and there's only so many hours of television. So you really do have to earn your spot. And when you think about your accomplishment, you guys earn the main event of rampage. So like when we say about paying your dues and you've earned that, it's not, it wasn't just given to you. Your father could be whoever the hell he is, but it's not going to make you guys, you guys are doing it in the ring on your own. Yes. You have a crazy coach, but you're earning that spot and that's how you have to kind of always think in that mindset because nothing, as you guys know, in this business is handed to you. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've been just, just groomed that way our entire life. And especially when I decided to get into business, it's like nothing's going to get given to you just because you're Billy Gunn's son or now that Colton got into it. It's just like, we've always had that, that mentality. Um, but, but you're right. It's like, as, as annoying as it is getting yelled at and berated sometimes when you think you did a good job and you're like, no, like this is what you should have done or stuff like that as over and over. And sometimes it gets really annoying and sometimes it gets really frustrating and you feel down on yourself. But when you finally make it to that main event and you're like, oh, this is what dad's been talking about the entire time. He's just been prepping us for this moment. And when I got to the back, I, I looked at Cole and I was like, yeah, that's what it's all about right there. It's like, it's like, yeah, in the moment, sometimes we feel like, oh, damn, we're so like down on ourselves." But then, but then dad's just been prepping us for like these really important moments. We're on the spotlight. We're getting shown around the world. So to see, he's been doing a great job with us and I can't thank him enough for it. Yeah. Before we let you go, uh, Austin, we got to ask you about the reality show that you're involved with ranch rules. I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm guessing here, Tommy, and you would know a lot more to me. I think Colton's more of like a chill guy, kind of a laid back Austin, maybe a little bit more <laughs> of a, you know, not troublemaker, but you know where I'm going. So, so Austin, what's it like being a part of this show and man, getting into Pat Benatar's daughter. Are you kidding me? Like Pat Benatar, I loved her as a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think my mom was more excited when I told her than I was. Uh, she flipped out. She's a huge, huge Pat Benatar fan. Uh, but being on that ranch was just a different experience. It's like you're in the wrestling world. You're so comfortable with with training and re- like you have your routine when it comes to wrestling. And then you're getting thrown on a ranch. And Tommy, you know, this dad has ranch experience and road bulls and and going in there, I was just like, you know what? Give me every dirty job because I know these L.A. kids aren't going to want to do it. I was like, if I can do every job and be in every little thing on that ranch, then I get more TV time. I was like, you're just, you're just seeing this 24-7. I was like, sign me up for whatever. And um, unfortunately, I didn't know I had to artificially inseminate a cow. So um, that, that was a little disgusting. But, like, yeah, I, I was ready for it all. Riding horses, doing, doing all sorts of stuff. Well, episode seven, I'm sorry, Tom, really quick. Episode seven airs tonight on E. Uh, If you're going to be watching Dynamite, use your DVR. It's on E, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Appreciate the time. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.